Our second reading for this morning is from the Gospel of St. Mark, the sixth chapter. And there are two separate sections. There's a big gap in between, you'll notice. Um, And if you would like to follow along, it's printed in the middle of your bulletin insert. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. And as he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Genesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Here ends our reading. At the heart of our reading from Mark is an acknowledgement of the need for rest. And though perhaps less obvious, also an offering of that rest. After relaying to Jesus all that they had done, all the traveling and teaching and healing and performing of works, Jesus tells the disciples they need to come away for a while and rest just as he had done early one morning when it was still dark, to be by himself and pray. But on the way to find this rest, the disciples are met with harried madness, for the people recognize them in their boat and beat them to the unpopulated place that was to be their refuge. And it would appear that like many a helping professional, Jesus and the disciples quickly laid down this need of theirs to, again, shepherd these thirsty and rather bold sheep. And as the story continues, the need does not subside. In the 20 verses or so missing from our lectionary reading is the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples facing gale winds, and Jesus walking on water. And then we pick back up again with more and more people recognizing and rushing Jesus and the disciples, bringing sick people to them wherever they went, whether in villages or in cities or on farms. The level of endurance required is confounding. So helps Along by my husband, David, I recently became conscious of a habit that I have of humming. (laughs) 
perhaps like you, a tune becomes stuck in my head and unable to place the lyrics, I begin humming the song over and over again. Sometimes I make up my own words to go along with the tune. Or more often, I choose one word and sing it repeatedly the whole way through. Reflecting on this habit and worried that perhaps it pointed to some psychosis to be addressed, I brought it up in conversation with a mentor of mine. Her suggestion, identify the song and look at the original lyrics. Do they speak to something stirring in you? Lucky David now gets to hear my humming with increased fervor as it has become a joyful game of discovery. As I spent time stewing on Mark's gospel, identifying with the disciples' need for rest and resentful that Jesus didn't protect that need, Snapshots of memories of other times and places kept appearing in my mind as if they were happening again. Field day at my elementary school. An annual carnival on an open field with potato sack races and bobbing for apples. Orange slices at halftime prepared by a soccer mom or dad. My hometown's history museum and a working butter churn, making figure eights on bicycles, a harpist playing a concert in an ancient Celtic chapel surrounded by big trees. As the snapshots kept coming, I was reminded of my musical game and realized the memories were all connected in one way or another to being at rest, to being at ease, to having a sense of place. As I returned once more to the gospel and began revisiting the, what Mark's string of stories were about, I realized they were all speaking to being finally at rest, to health, sustenance, no more famine, to Jesus as a messianic bringer of peace. The disciples were in need of rest, and when they went in search for it, we are given stories, memories to be relived once again of being at rest, of Jesus in all of his Messiah splendor, teaching that a divine eschatological plan, that's a nice big word, at the end of days when all things would be right again, was coming into effect. Each of the narratives is layered with this hopeful vision. Walking on water was a familiar story for the people of the time. A humanly impossible feat, it was associated with leaders who arrogantly claimed to be divine. That Jesus is described to have walked across the sea and been seen doing it, is to proclaim Jesus is truly anointed by God, and as argued by Adela Collins, that he is the long-awaited Davidic king, the one able to bring about well-being for the community of God. 
and that there were so many people seeking him from place to, to place speaks to how beloved he was and to his efficacy as a teacher and a healer. Our skipped over story of the feeding of the 5,000 situates the people reclining as treasured guests on a hillside of green grass. Green grass that signals a time of plentiful rain, of abundance. Green grass that would have reminded a people familiar with Hellenistic culture of a narrative about a king who came to visit sages. The sages lived simply, but when the king arrived, they sat together with him on green grass, softer than any mattress. And though they had no cooks, the fruits and bread of the season were more agreeable than if cooks and waiters had provided it. The simple meal of the 5,000 of fish and bread was shared in groups of 50s and 100s. Numbers that hearken to the vision of the community of God at the long-awaited end times. And as the storyteller concludes our reading with visions of people coming from all over with their sick on mats, that they might just touch the hem of Jesus' cloak and find healing. Other stories of well-being take up residence within us. For we are reminded of the man on the map lowered through the roof and able to walk again. And of the woman who was bleeding and touched Jesus' hem and was healed. We're reminded of Jesus' response to her to go in peace and be healthy and freed of torment. The disciples are weary and in need of rest. Jesus tells them to come away for a little while. And our storyteller gives them, gives us memories of rest and well-being. Remembering Jesus with fondness, a true king, a good shepherd. Remembering when everyone was healed, when all were fed as if at a royal banquet. There's an ancient understanding in, in Greek, and a Greek understanding of memory that enables those remembering, whether they were there or not, to bring the moment in time into the present once again. To, for example, be in the room with Jesus around the table. To bring to life the well-being of that moment once more. When I imagine those weary disciples remembering these stories, I imagine them having a moment of relief. A moment that enabled them to endure. I imagine them sitting on green grass, soaking in goodness and rest and well-being. So in honor of the disciples and of their stories, in closing prayer, I would invite you for a moment, if you're willing, 
to allow yourselves in silence to remember a time of rest and well-being. To remember where you were, whether outside, inside, in your hometown or another place. To remember who was there, whether it was unpopulated or a busy marketplace. And to let that feeling take up residence within you once more, that it might be present with you as you walk into this day, whatever seas or sheep might be waiting to greet you. To remember a time of rest and well-being now. <clears throat> 